right, guys. Welcome to another edition of Texans Unfiltered. Uh, we are blessed to be joined by Antonio Camardi. David, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to uh, talk with me today. I'm super excited to talk to you. I see a potential cornerback one. I uh, can move very well. Does can play man to man very well. I think that he is a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. He does things that are so amazing, and the competitor in him is just special. Um, I'm excited, man, and I I can't wait to get there. I think it does really fit my skill set. All right, welcome to Texans Unfiltered. My name is John Wade, and I am joined by the lovely John V. Uh, you can find her at Sports with John V, and you can find me at johnawade3.com. I'm sorry, on Twitter.com. Um, things are going to be a little bit different tonight. It's just me and her. We're going to try and be a little bit more low key, try and be a little bit happier than you know everybody else has been lately, because um, naturally everything's been kind of sort of a dumpster a dumpster fire, but. We're going to try and make the best of it. We're going to try and hang out, try and interact, and hopefully it's not too bad of a night. John V, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, another Tuesday. I'm here. Every Tuesday, we're still here. Yep. Um, Going on with our lives. Do what now? Going on with our lives. Going on with our lives. I mean, it's, it is what it is. We can't control it, but... We'll try, we'll try and talk it out a little bit. Uh, first off, just kind of like a note on, first off, the podcast. I'm going to put out a thing on Twitter, like a calendar invite. And if you are dead serious about wanting to come on, um, reach out to me. And I think what we're going to try and do is have like a rotating co-host for a little while. Um, that way we can just kind of see. Uh, and Hopefully we can keep everybody entertained over this over the uh, over the spring. I mean, there's a lot of good things that will happen with with football. I don't know about the Texans themselves because you know our our team is a dumpster fire. But you know, NFL in general, we still love it. We can still talk. Heck, we can even talk about I don't know what's ever going on in pop culture if people are able to see movies again, things like that. It doesn't have to just be Texan sports all the time because y'all, especially the people in our chat, y'all are a great community. We want to keep interacting with you. Next thing, um, I'm just going to clarify, I'm not an insider. People occasionally tell me stuff. I don't really care to know. Like, part of me, I, I think it's fun. Part of me does think it is fun. But I'm not an insider. That's not what I'm going to try to be. I'm not going to go out there and chase people and chase down news. You kind of saw how that burned out Pat and burned out James, um, especially with all this drama. It's just not fun. It's thankless. And then on top of that, everybody calls you a liar. So, again, that's not what my deal going forward will be. Mine will be more trying to get people to come on, try and talk Texans, try and talk about it from a uh, fan's perspective, give you something to listen to on your drive home, or if you want to join us on Tuesday nights, something to interact with. Again, there's too much, too much, excuse my language on this, there's too much bullshit out there. Even Deshaun's agent has called it out. Nobody knows what's going on. There's a million people pulling people in a million different directions. There is obviously some bad blood, and there's obviously some people out there that are trying to take advantage of the whole situation and make names for himself. That's not what I'm here to do. That's not what John V's here to do. We're here to talk Texans, talk about what's going on and try and put a little bit of a perspective on it. Um, we are way too obsessed with this team, but I'm not going to let it ruin my life. And unfortunately, if they trade Deshaun, I will be very, very sad. I can't call myself part of the media if I sit there and I cry into my pillow before I have to go on online because that's probably what's going to happen i don't even care what the return is we trade Deshaun. i'm going to be sad i may still be crying when we get onto the show so i just want to kind of put that out there and i can't call myself you know like a media person or whatever an insider if i'm going to sit there and cry because we traded a player but it's a very very real chance all right uh john v do you have anything to add on that before we get moving um no i am completely on board with everything you just said also, I also just want to clarify, I'm also not an insider by any means. I get tons of messages from people on social media asking if I know anything. I don't know anything, so don't ask. I'm saying that in a very respectful way. I don't know anything. I'm just here to talk sports. All right. 
Bear with me a little bit tonight. I've got a new program that I'm trying to do the presentation with. Uh, it's got some pretty cool animations. If it works, if it doesn't work, well, you know what it is. Well, speaking of people just, you know, spreading lies everywhere, spreading some BS, we're going to kind of talk about what does Deshaun really want? What is really going on here? So, John V., why, why are we talking about this? Like, what happened in the past couple of days that has brought this into the conversation? So we all know Deshaun was lied to by Cal. He was not happy with the way things went with the general manager hire and the head search. I'm sorry, the head coaching search and stuff. Um, but if you're going to ask me, what does Deshaun really want? Deshaun wants to be respected and he wants to win. Um, I think that when you, if we, if we're talking about respect and all of that stuff, um, Deshaun absolutely has a right to want out because of the way he's being, he's being treated. Now people are going to call him a quitter by saying, um, that he's leaving us after one bad season, but it's been multiple seasons and, you know, I'm not gonna, I don't blame him for wanting out or anything, but he's being put in a tough spot too, especially with all the rumors that are going on in the national media and stuff. Yeah. And one of the things that I specifically wanted to talk about was Deshaun's agent actually went on Twitter and called everybody out. Yeah. He said, there's a lot of people that say that they are close to the sources that don't really know anything. Right. So with that in mind, and the fact that Deshaun, you know, he did take all of his texts and stuff off his Twitter and off his social media, which is, you know, I guess this day and age is breakup. Um, what does that mean? What, is, what are we trying to figure out here? What does Deshaun actually want? At this point, I don't even know what he wants either. Just because of all the rumors and speculations that are going on. Yeah. My guess is Deshaun, just as a guess, mine... Is Deshaun cares more about winning than anything else. I'm not going to fall into the trap of. I'm not going to fall into the trap that he's trying to get to a bigger market. I think that this is a guy that legitimately feels slighted by Cal McNair. He is very principled, and Cal McNair violated that. Yeah. Now, I think part of that has to do with Easterby. I think that there's a lot of. Um, looking at Easterby, like, who who is this guy by the players, um, especially some, from some of the feedback that you kind of get. Now, some of the guys, they don't mind Easterby. Some of the guys that have gone on record and saying they don't mind Easterby. But other guys, they've kind of hinted, or hinted at it, hinted at the culture, which is what this guy is supposed to be in charge of. So I think that Easterby being fired is a start, but I don't think that's the only thing that's going to make Deshaun happy. But ultimately, my guess is Deshaun is trying to get Jack gone and he's also trying to wake up Cal, but he's not going to put his legacy on the line. Right. I think and he's right now, I think that it's not a scare tactic. I think that he absolutely means it, but I don't think he's going to legitimately be able to follow through on getting out of Houston because as one of the executives said, when they were asking him, like, what are the Texans asking for? The executive said, Deshaun has no leverage. Why would the Texans trade him? This is another front office executive on another team. And that's how they view the situation. Deshaun probably has about 15 years, 15 solid years in the NFL. So he's 25. So he may have another 10. Maybe he might have more than that. He may have less than that. So he's probably got 10 to 12, but his style of play, he can't take a beating like that forever. And that's one of the things that's always working against NFL players. He's already lost one season to injury. He's already lost one season to crappy management. There's no way, other way around it. This season was just bad coaching, bad management, everything. So he yeah. has two seasons gone. He's got 13 left. And even if he doesn't get traded, do we think he's actually going to sit out? Because I don't think he's the type to sit out. Mm -mm. He's not going to sacrifice it. And he's... He's not like he wants to go down as the Michael Jordan. He wants to go down as the greatest. Yeah. And if he sits out, I think that that, that takes away that chance for him. 
especially if Casario comes in there and he continues to work and be a professional, I think that will get Deshaun enough faith to show up. Now, he's going to be mad. This is going to be similar to Kobe Bryant when he was on the Lakers and he demanded a trade and they never traded him. He retired a Laker. But there was that one season before they signed Paul Gasol. Paul Gasol? How do you say Gasol? Gasol. Gasol? Gasol. Um, before they signed that, and rest in peace, Kobe wanted out of L.A. He wanted to be traded. He said there was a no chance that he was going to be a Laker the next year. Well, he finished his career. So these things do happen, especially with guys that are this principled. And I can imagine that there's going to be a lot of anger. But Deshaun wants to win so badly that he's not going to put himself in a position where his legacy is tarnished. And part of his argument may actually be that he feels that his legacy can be better fulfilled somewhere else. But there's a big, big problem with that. Huge problem with that, actually. Yep. And that would be the Stafford trade. How does the Matt Stafford trade affect Deshaun's market? For reference, Stafford was just traded for two first-round picks, a third-round pick, and Jared Goff. That is an absolute king's ransom. Yep. And would we, what type of quarterback is Stafford? He's a mediocre quarterback. He's not. He's he's nowhere close to Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I mean, Stafford, he's better than golf. Like he he's gonna go yeah. to LA and he's gonna do well. He's gonna fit well but, in McMahon's offense. Yeah, but. Can you think of one team that would rather have Stafford over Watson? No, not a single team. Stafford's 33, three to five years left. Um, mediocre, like not bad, but okay. I wouldn't say that he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I think that we're, we've kind of already seen a ceiling. We haven't seen Deshaun's ceiling. So at this point, I mean, Stafford's fine. If we had Stafford with our defense instead of Brock Osweiler in 2015, everything blends together at this point. Uh, if we have that, um, we're in the Super Bowl. Like, there was a time where we would have been very happy with a Stafford-level quarterback. But he's old, he's expensive, and he's not transcendent. Deshaun has shown glimpses that he's not just good and great, not just top three, but he could be a possibly a, a, a transcendent quarterback. Like, don't try and argue to me that Deshaun was not an amazing quarterback this season when there was a couple of games where Chad Hansen was his number one receiver. And the Rams, the Rams gave up a lot for – they gave up a lot if you dig deeper. And also oh, – I've, I've got to answer Jerome before we move on from Deshaun. Do we think that all this media noise – and by the way, thank you so much, Ben. Um, do you think that all this media noise is going to hinder our chances of signing any free agents? Um, yes and no. What do you mean? I only, yes, I know. I only say yes because maybe there are a few free agents who don't want to walk into this dumpster fire of an organization. And I say no because maybe there's just some players who are like, um, no, we just want to go to a team that'll help us, um, that'll help me get better and stuff. But it just depends on the player, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I think that we. Definitely won't get any discounts. We will have to pay the market rate on any free agent we want. This isn't going to be one of those places where a guy that gets multiple offers is going to choose us if our offer isn't the best offer. Again, we kind of talked to, talk about it with Deshaun. NFL players' careers are so short. This is why they don't have leverage. The NFL is such a brutal game. And I talked about it on our now-deleted show that the leftist in me wishes the players had more power. I wish that these guys could 
get more money, they could get more protections, that they could get more freedom. As much as that pains me, because I know that would have benefit Deshaun. That's not how the NFL works. And the big part of that is the players don't have leverage. The average career is two years. That's the average, just two, two seasons. Now, most players, they are considered a successful draft pick if they make it to their second contract. For a lot of these guys that are not stars, like they're going to take whatever money they can get from wherever, from a team that wants to play them and wants to pay them. Yep. And some of this noise, I mean, if it's, I don't know who's going to be just like an, an older veteran free agent that's going to go chase rings. Um, the only one, the only thing that I can think this noise affects is actually JJ Watt, who's currently on the team. Where I think if everybody was going in happy and optimistic and we were extremely enthused with our coaching staff and it looked like we would like we would continue on to the Super Bowl or be building towards the Super Bowl, I think JJ would stick around. But yeah. with everything that's going on, I, to me it was already a foregone conclusion that JJ was gone. But the fact that there's this much turmoil, dude, dude, so gone. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then somebody said that I got to find that quote because he's probably right. Mark Ingram would probably take a cheaper paycheck to come play with Deshaun. Mark Ingram is a, an older running back. He'll take a cheaper play, paycheck to play anywhere. Yep. Hate, hate to break your tail. Like even if he was more productive this past year, he's going to come anywhere. Anybody that's going to pay him money. Yeah, money talks at the end. But yeah, put a bow on this. Matt Stafford's trade has officially priced out the entire NFL for trading for Deshaun. And there's no way that the NFL ownership will allow the Texans to take a low ball offer for Deshaun because of the damage it could potentially do to all of them. If they write the playbook and they are able to force if Deshaun's able to force himself out of Houston, other owners are going to watch it with a microscope. Yep. Because could you imagine if you are like the Browns or even the Bills in this situation where they have drafted their quarterback when they were bad franchises, bad, bad franchises. And Baker's not Deshaun, but after all two, I think he had three head coaches in his first three years. Yeah. Yep. If the precedent has been set by Deshaun Watson that you can force yourself out, how will a team like the Browns ever rebound? How will a team like the Texans ever rebound if they can just force them, themselves out? If it becomes more of an NBA type market where players are able to do that, that will do catastrophic damage to the branding of the NFL, to the parody league. We fuss about how all this parody in the NFL has actually made a more mediocre product, but that's one of the things that the NFL is actually proud enough. They're all sharing revenue and they all have a chance to win. And it's kind of a myth that it's been a parody league because Tom Brady wins everything, um, unfortunately. But once small market teams are in danger of losing their stars to them, forcing themselves out, especially if they get a building block like Deshaun, if they get their quarterback, the hardest position in the hardest position and the hardest position in sports to fill. Like there's no other. It's easier to get a 21 starting a 20 win pitcher than it is to get a elite quarterback in the NFL. There's not a comparable position in sports to there is to finding an elite quarterback. And if he's able to start forcing them, if they're able to start forcing themselves on teams, they want to be, be bad. Yeah. It'll be bad for the whole game and ownership. I don't think ownership will let them. I don't think that Cal will be allowed to do it. Yeah. Tyler, I that's a great question. I'll just again pretend I'm Easter B because all bald white go white dudes look exactly alike. Yep. And I just want to say one well, one last thing about Deshaun is there's still not a single team in the NFL that has the assets or value to trade for him. And in a way, he is untradeable. You don't trade a guy like Deshaun Watson. And I don't think it's just lip service when the Texans say they are not entertaining anything. They're gonna let they're gonna let this see how it goes. And unfortunately, and I've started to kind of write something around this, there's no clear exit strategy if they can't patch it up. 
if the Texans ownership can't smooth things over with Deshaun, they play hardball. Deshaun is a force to come in and of course play because he will play. And then this thing happens next year. They'll have to trade him around. They'll have to trade him around the draft. That's the only way a team can get enough assets to actually trade him. Unless he comes in there and he plays horrible. Could you imagine that? Deshaun comes in out of shape and just plays horrible. Is that something that we even think he's capable of doing? No. Yeah. All right. We are 20 minutes in. This will probably be a quick pod for y'all tonight, even though we do have a lot of news. I'm just kind of tired of talking about Deshaun. All right. We have a new coaching staff. This should be what's dominating our show. Like, we should be over the moon ecstatic. Like, we got all new people. We got a pretty good coaching staff, too. Look at those names. We got Pep Hamilton, Lovey Smith, Robert Prince, Dino Vasso. And we are retaining Tim Kelly and Will Lawling. Lawling. Those are the guys that are confirmed and still here. Uh, we still got a couple of openings out there. Yes. But, you know, we should be beyond over the moon that we have Pep Hamilton coming in to be our QB coach. Like, that That's an absolute, absolute um, coup for, for Coach Culling. Um, Lovey Smith, we'll see. Um, there was a time where he was considered a very, very, very smart defensive coordinator. Uh, mm-hmm. Robert Prince, this is a guy that's a little bit under the radar. He is absolutely beloved by all of his former players. When yes. you go and read all the clippings up in Detroit, um, wide receiver after wide receiver after wide receiver talked up Robert Prince, just how great he is. Dino Vasso, secondary coach. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't find much on him. He helped. One thing I know about him is that he helped develop um, cornerback Jalen Mills, who was a seventh rounder. He did good things with him. I'm not mad at okay. that hire. Okay. I mean, again, um, not over the moon about it, not down in the dumps about it. But, yeah. you know, Vasso's pretty good. Um, yeah, Prince could quite possibly bring in Galladay. Galladay loves loves Prince. Uh, um, Culling has a lot of big fans, especially uh, Deshaun Jackson. Talks about how um, Cully taught him how to play receiver. receiver. So I think we will have a very wide receiver-friendly staff. Um, mm-hmm. Between Pep Hamilton and... You know, keeping Tim Kelly, um, that's very quarterback friendly. So hopefully between the two of them, they, I think the two of them can make Deshaun happy. Like that's the only reason I can see why Tim Kelly is still on the staff. Because of Deshaun Watson. Right. Yeah. Will is on the staff because Tim wanted him to be. That, that's it. Yeah. Um, and they vouch for him. Overall, what is your opinion of the staff? Um, I, if I'm grading it, I'll give it a B minus. I think everybody is happy that Mike Devlin is gone. Anybody is anybody is uh, anybody is an upgrade from that guy. Um, all the the rest of these guys: Pep Hamilton, Tim Kelly, Lovey Smith, Robert Prince. Not mad at them. Not over the moon. I'm like, okay, whatever. Feelings mutual. David Cooley's the biggest guy kind of I'm on the fence with, right? Um, he was a guy who was never seriously considered for a head coaching position position until the Texans came around. Um, we don't know if he's going to be a good head coach or if he's not. So I'm on the fence with that. But if I'm grading the overall coaching staff so far, I'll give it a B minus. Josh McCown is no. TBD. McCown is TBD. He'll probably be a um, offensive quality control coach, um, which is essentially like an assistant quarterback coach. Um, here's the problem. If the staff was being built around a different head coach, I think I'd be a lot happier with it because it's a pretty yeah. impressive coach, coaching staff. Of course. Um, again, it, it really is. Uh, Pep Hamilton is a huge, huge, huge get. Robert Prince is a huge, huge, huge get. The problem is Cooley. Yeah. I don't know what to grade him. Because he's and never been 
never seen him. We've never seen him, even at a offensive coordinator position. Right, and he's never been a coordinator. He's been an assistant head coach, and I said this last, or I think on Thursday when we got deleted, um, that he definitely has deserved this chance. If you look at his his record, you look at all the teams he's been with as a CEO style coach where he's letting the coordinators be the coordinators and he's just kind of like the rah-rah guy, then, you know, Cooley, I, he seems like he'll be fine. And that's essentially why I tweeted out the other day. He's fine. He's Mm -hmm. earned his chance. He's got all the experience in the world. He's been on a lot of winning teams. He's been a part of a lot of winning cultures and I mean, when he talks, he, he, he comes across as probably like your favorite grandpa. Um, he'll be coach grandpa. And I hope, and I don't, I don't mean that as a bad thing. I love my grandpa. I, I miss him. And, you know, having something like that, kind of like that calming presence. And I think that all this smoke from Deshaun is actually why Cooley got the job. Cause they want somebody to come in to calm things down. It's going to get the locker room under control. Now, my fear with this, if you, I'll I'll let you guess. What do you think my fear with this is? That we lose to Sean? Oh, no, 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 no. With Cooley, specifically with Cooley. Oh, that he, are you scared because he might possibly not be here all five years and might leave? after a year or two because situation gets worse. I'll give you a hint. They were making fun of me saying I look like them. Oh, Jack Easterby. (laughs) Oh, I mean, yeah. Um, I'm afraid that Cooley will be Easterby's lap dog. Um, battle red blog said something the other day, like he was going to be, he would be a good tell. Uh, they were talking about, Go read Battle Red blog if if you don't. You you really should. Oh, yeah. but they're kind of talking about um what was the guy that came in and coached the Cowboys after Jimmy Johnson? I'm forgetting his name. Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer came in and he was just Jerry Jones's cheerleader. And with Cooley, that's the same fear that I have. Did they hire the guy that was going to cause the least amount of drama with Casario's right-hand man. Now, we don't know if Easterby is Casario's right-hand man. We don't know if any of these fears are legitimate. Um, But there's enough out there. There seems to be enough smoke out there that it's something to think about. So, is that why Cooley's there? He's he's a strong personality, but not a standoffish personality. Not a bullheaded personality. Not a Bill O'Brien personality. Like, if we had got Eric Bieniemy, I feel like he would have stood up to Jack Easterby and put him in his place. But can David Cooley do that? Exactly. Yeah. Because, I mean, they were talking... One of the things that really concerned me out of the second um, Easterby article was that Easterby would have those locker room speeches at the, end of the, at the end of the game. And he had one, and they talked about how uncomfortable it made Deshaun because he was just just praising Deshaun all about Deshaun and Deshaun was actually uncomfortable with it because he was being praised so much by Easterby. And the reason Easterby was able to get in there is because Rack didn't care. Rack's a good guy. He just didn't care. Yeah. So my biggest fear with Cooley is it's that same sort of mentality. Like there won't be, I think with somebody like the enemy, there would have been maybe a little bit of like, what are you doing in my locker room? Get out. What do you think you're doing? Um, with that kind of loud, forceful personality. With Cooley, I, I, I don't know. That scares me that there may be uncomfortable moments like that again. Yeah, I can, I see that. I see that happening. All right. Um, and this one, Jerome, love you, bud. Um, you you did, did the super message, so you, we're going to stop our show and answer this. Um, with all the smoke around us, John, does that mean Fuller likely won't resign? And will Cooks be wide receiver one next season? Um, if Deshaun doesn't come back, both Fuller and Cooks are definitely gone. Cooks, yeah. if he's cut, is a huge, huge cap saving. 
Fuller, the only way we're keeping him is probably with a franchise tag. So I actually wouldn't be surprised if both of them are gone. I hope one of them's retained. I can't see us keeping both on the roster unless Deshaun actually comes in and they just seriously say, this is what you have to do to keep me. Like keep these receivers and so forth. At that point, maybe. But mm -hmm. I've actually got a feeling, and I wouldn't be surprised if both of them are gone. But most likely, we're just keeping one. And yep. if I had to guess which one, it's going to be Cooks. Why? Because we talk about Jack. We already talked about Jack. And Cooks is one of the few players that likes Jack. I'm right there with you. All right. See, is there any other good comments we want to knock out? I'm looking. I agree with Kevin 100%. Cully isn't there for X's and O's. He's there for culture and game management. That's exactly. Yep. This is an interesting point. Um, I kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, this coaching staff is interesting because it is um, by Jose M. The coaching staff is made for both Deshaun and a rebuild mode at the same time. I agree with that 100%. I, that, I yeah. actually... I am actually pretty impressed with how they put together the staff in order to be flexible either way. And also, if you notice, they keep hiring minority um, assistant coaches. And I don't think that has to do with Deshaun so much as I think it's a um, Belichick-style move, where if any of those guys get hired away and promoted up, we get draft picks, and we're probably going to need lots of draft picks. So I actually think that the Texans are taking advantage of that rule in a positive way because each one of those coaches absolutely deserves a chance. Absolutely deserves a chance. There's no, nobody that's been hired just because they're a minority. And then if they ever get promoted, we get draft picks. So it's win, 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 which is how the rule's supposed to work. So I think it's a crappy rule, but I do think the Texans are actually using them the way they're supposed to. Um, Zach Wilson, I'm, I'm not a big fan. I'm really not. Um, Trevor Lawrence, love him. I love Trevor Lawrence. He's he's going to be good. I hate to say it that he's going to be good because he's going to be a Jaguar. He is a little bit – he needs some polish, but he's not that good. But my second favorite quarterback is actually Trey Lance. Um, I don't – Justin Fields has some tendencies that kind of scare me. Um, I think that he has a actually a, a very high ceiling, and it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up being really good. But I like Trey Lance if he can go someplace and develop. Zach Wilson, he scares me. He just scares me. Um, where's Jordan? That's a great question. Um, Jordan said he was going to take a little bit of a sabbatical from showing up on the podcast. Again, took it all to heart. And Jordan's one of the hardest workers in all of Texans. All of Texans Twitter, all of Texans fandom. Uh, when it comes to film grinding, um, interacting with people, he's still doing some of his own streams. But he's just trying to cut back just a little bit because he's taking it all to his heart. Uh, of course, he may always surprise me and change his mind, but that's where he's at right now. Oh, Tua is an Easter bee guy. Maybe. I mean, Tua is very religious, but so is Deshaun, and that's something that kind of gets lost in this whole mess. This isn't about religion. This is about Easter bee treating adults like they're children. Deshaun yeah. is very religious. So what? He goes on a boat with his girlfriend. We don't know anything other than that but Deshaun is all if you read his book if you look at his actions if you look at what he does for charities and things like that Deshaun is absolutely a man of God so is Tua but who, who knows like I don't think that's what it is like just because he's a man of God doesn't mean he's going to instantly get along with Easter Eve. they have to have that weird prosperity gospel alignment I guess I don't know yeah. Um, let's see. Did I miss any other new questions while I was scrolling up? Let's see. Yep. I definitely agree. We trade Deshaun, get a third. We should trade down and get Trey Lance, get more first round picks. I am all for that strategy. Um, let's see. All right. Um, well, moving on. You got questions, John V? Yes, the question and the questions, right? Okay. Pulling the questions up. I'm bringing them. Okay.
Okay, this first question, I thought this was an interesting question that I got. Um, Saigon says, why would Texans fans continue to support a team that clearly shows that it does not care about its players, staff, and fans? Cal McNair literally chose Joke Easterby over everyone, including their best employee, Deshaun Watson. Do Texans fans have no self-respect? <laughs> you know, I don't actually, I don't disagree with that. Um, I made the comment that Houston, the Houston Texans is, it's a marketing ploy. But the problem is, and the same reason that I'm still here is, is y'all, is your friends, is your family. Like we all bond over this. We all suffer together over this. It's, we're still wanting, we're still wanting our team to do well. Like this is the team that we all watch. Yeah. I mean, the Houston part is a marketing, but they are based in Houston. And we do identify with them because of all those reasons. We still know that they have a joke of an ownership. We know that their front office is an absolute disaster, but we are hoping that we're wrong and that they surprise us and we can have a little bit of pride with it and we can have fun with our friends. We can have fun with our family and we can be happy and celebrate together. That's what the hope is. And you know what? It's because, because of y'all, because of my friends, because of, this podcast because of the community we've built that I'm still going to be a Texans fan, no matter what, no matter what I joke around about, yeah. maybe not my children, but I definitely will be because hopefully one day we're wrong and all this suffering will be worth something. Right. Right. And people who are born and from Houston, this is our team. We literally breathe. We literally bleed Texans, Rockets, Astros. It's easy for us to say, oh, screw the Texans. They did this. I'm going to go be a Bills fan. But are you actually a Bills fan at heart? These are your, this is your team. Yeah, it, it is. And I mean, I don't know. I'm from Lufkin. I could have chosen someplace else, but I did what I did and now I'm stuck with it. And now I've got all these relationships with people. So it is what it is. All right. Who's next? Uh this next question is from Ryan Delaney. What is JJ Watt's trade value and where do you think he will go? So I think JJ Watt will go to the Packers. Um, Green Bay, they need a second pass rusher. Also, they're probably going to be back in the NFC championship. So maybe he can help them get past the championship round. The Steelers, yes, I can see him going to the Steelers, but I don't think they'll be contenders with Dwayne Haskins as quarterback, but he also does have his brothers there. But if I'm being realistic, I see J.J. Watt going to the Packers. And his trade value, maybe someone in the second round, mid-second round. I mean, I hope and I pray we can get a second-round pick. Hope. Yeah. Um, I've said that I think that I'll be happy if we get a third. Um, I still think JJ can be a great player, but that's a big contract hit, even though it's not, it's not guaranteed money. So he, I think that it's more, there's also a possibility that if the, that's been floating out there and I want to say that it's wrong, that the Texans will try and trade JJ to a preferred destination, but if they can't make it, if they can't make it work, then he may just be released and we actually don't get anything because of what they feel they owe JJ. Um, Donnie just typed it out while I was speaking that they may just cut him, let him go find his own team just because, you know. Yeah, that's a And JJ at this point in his career and with the endorsements that he's made, I don't think it's about the money for him. I think that he really will just go ring chasing. And if any player that I've ever, not any, like I wish Arian Foster had a longer career and got a chance to go get a ring. I wish the same for Andre Johnson. There's been a couple of Texans players out there that I wish they had a, a legitimate chance at it. But JJ, I, especially for everything that he did for the city and during um, the hurricane, like, yeah, let, let JJ go chase his ring. We save some money because we are in a bad cap, situ cap situation. My prayer, though, is we get a third-round pick and trade them to Pittsburgh or Green Bay or wherever he wants to go, but we get their third. Yep. Okay, this next question is from Justin S. Stewart. Justin asks, how much higher would Watson's trade value be worth after seeing the Matthew Stafford trade to the Rams 
And what is a more realistic trade destination besides the Dolphins and Jets at this point? I'll let you answer this one first. Um, we talked about it a little bit. There's no team out there that can afford Deshaun. Um, they're saying that the Texans are asking for three first-round picks and two young defensive stars. And then they're also saying that the Texans aren't even entertaining, entertaining chats about what to do with Deshaun. So there's, a, again, a lot of smoke, a lot of bad information out there, a lot of people pretending to know more than they actually do. But... No, I I don't think that there's a team that legitimately has enough to trade for Deshaun to put Deshaun in a situation where he's going to win. And I think that's something that Deshaun has to come, come to grips with. If Deshaun actually is still okay being traded to a team that can't trade essentially all their first-round picks, second-round pick for multiple years, like you're looking at three first-rounders, two second-rounders, and at least one contributing player at the bare minimum. What is that going to do to the franchise you're being traded from? Yep. He's going to get himself in a similar position that I would say here where the team is just going to be stuck until they can rebuild around him, and it's going to be tough. Yeah. And Deshaun Watson going to the Jets – I'm not sure if Deshaun actually wants to go play for the Jets and they're a horrible owner. We think Cal McNair has issues. And yeah, if we, we think Cal has issues, let's look at the Jets' ownership. Their ownership is 10 times worse than us. Sure, Deshaun Watson loves Robert Sala and he would love to be in New York, but that offense is terrible. And with Deshaun, the Jets are at least four to five years away from being Super Bowl contenders. Without Deshaun, they're like seven years at least. So, Oh, definitely. And you look at the, uh, the actual owner, Woody Johnson, for the Jets. Yeah. If Deshaun has something about politics, that guy is not going to make him happy. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. This next question is by Joseph Flores. Would the Texans accept the Jets number two, a first rounder and Sam Darnold for Deshaun Watson? Would they accept what? The Jets number two pick, a first rounder and Sam Darnold for Deshaun Watson. Not enough. You yeah. got to add at least two more first round picks to that. Yes. They've made it clear. They want two first rounds, two second rounds and two defensive players. That's where the conversation is going to start. That's not enough. Okay. And this next question, uh, this person does not want me to say their name. They would like to remain anonymous. So this person is asking, if Watson does stay, do you think he will sit out or play or play to try to show what he is capable of for trades? We kind of talked about this earlier. Um, He's not going to sit out. I think he'll just play and work harder. Yeah. I mean, if Deshaun sits out, then everything that he's, he's kind of talked about isn't true. And he's going after the celebrity and and that's fine. If that's what he wants. Then yeah, he's going to sit out and he's going to try and go to New York. But contrary to the evidence being presented, Deshaun has always said he wants to be great. Like he, wants to be the greatest. And if he sits out, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And this other question is from Nakib Momin. What are your opinions on the coaching coaching staff Cully has put together so far? Um, we also kind of talked about this earlier. John, did you want to kind of say what you said earlier? Yeah, it's just the coaching staff is fine. Uh, the biggest question mark is the head coach himself. Um, but I am overall impressed with the guys that he has been he has brought in. And I think that it's smart on behalf of the Texans how they're going about it. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, if David Cully wasn't our coach and we had got and we got Eric Bieniemy and we had this current coaching staff, we wouldn't be complaining about it. We would be over the moon about it because of 
Biennemi. But since it's Cully and we've never seen him as head coach, we're all questioning him. Yeah, and Cully was completely out of left field. I think that's part of the reason that we're having an issue with Cully. Mm -hmm. Nobody got a chance to do any research on him. We we even talked about it the day before he was hired. Are we sure that he's a legit candidate? Like, is he being brought in as a legitimate candidate or is he there to see if he wants to join the staff? Like, we had that discussion. And turns out he was a very legitimate candidate. Like, that was no joke. Yep. This next question is from Daniel Blake Hill. If slash when the organization moves on from Watson and JJ, what other players could be moved? Does it make sense to tear it all the way down or at what point is it too much? You know, if you could, I would also trade Tunsil. Um, Merck isn't going to be easy, easy to move. You almost have to give up another asset to trade Merck himself. And then Cooks, they'll let walk. Um, they just won't. They'll just cut them because that way they um, get out from his contract. Fuller, they let walk. Um, nobody's going to take David Johnson. Nobody's going to trade anything. You'd have to give somebody a draft pick for him to take David. So really the only other asset that we have that's worth moving is Tunsil. And yeah, I'd trade him as well. What about Cobb and Murray? Bad contracts. Like I really don't see anybody picking them up. Okay, let me see. Um, okay, this next question is from Texan Tears. What would the Texans get for trading Tunsil? I pray a second, but now his contract hit is so high. Um, it's probably like a second or a third. Um, Tunsil is still an elite left tackle. It's so hard to find a left tackle, but his contract's pretty massive. It's so bad that there's a lot of guys out there that are saying that other GMs are actually pissed off at Jack Easterby for that contract alone. Mm -hmm. They don't even know him, but they just know that they have to pay their tackles now because of that. So that's how bad of a contract it is. So yeah, if we somehow, if Casario is a wizard and we can get a first round pick for Tunsil, you take it. If you can get a second round pick for Tunsil, you take it. But part of Tunsil's trade value was he had one year that was affordable. And we overpaid for that, so... Yeah, um, hopefully we could get a second, but we definitely wouldn't get two first. Yeah, this Tunsil trade is going to continue to impact us until 2023. When we when when we had Bill O'Brien and them and they were, you know, doing the deal and stuff, it was fine then because it didn't cost us current assets, but it's costing us future assets, which is what people need to realize. Um, okay. Last question is, is it worth keeping Roby costing around 10, 10 million in a zone system? I don't know. Um, I don't know how Levy Smith is going to use Roby. Um, Roby's our most talented player in the secondary. Um, got to keep him. Uh, 10 million really isn't that bad for a corner. And we don't really have any other options behind him. Like, yeah, he's he may not get an he's not going to get another contract, but he'll be he'll be a Texan next year. Yeah. Okay, that's all my questions. Everything else were same repeats. Okay, good deal. Um, so who will be our receivers if Cooks and Fuller leave? We'll have to see through free agency. Um, okay, I have one more question that I just got. Okay. This one's from okay. Jason. Do you still want Deshaun Watson, or is the silence making you think of him differently? I'm a Watson fan all the way, but if you don't want to play for us, I don't know anymore. I get it, and I get why people have that sentiment. Um you want guys that are loyal, loyal to the team. You want guys that are as passionate about the Houston as, as Texans as we are. Like, mm -hmm. I really get it. And the problem is Deshaun is, is a professional that was pulled into a situation by being drafted that 
he really didn't have control of. He didn't get to pick to go to the Texans. The Texans picked him. He did choose to sign his contract. And I get why people are upset, but I mean, I think that his heart is actually in the right place through all this. I, I'm not one of those that is buying into this, him wanting to go to New York to be a bigger superstar. He can be a superstar anywhere. I mean, look at Aaron Rodgers. Who goes to Green Bay? No one cares about Milwaukee anywhere else. Like, no one cares about any other sport in Milwaukee. Um, what's his name? Um, the basketball player. Um, the Greek. Um, I'm not even going to try and say his name. Butcher it. But no one know. I can't say his name because he plays in Milwaukee. Like, and Green Bay is a little suburb outside Milwaukee. It's the NFL. It's different. It doesn't mar- matter what market you're in. It matters how good your team is. So they're on, on the Thursday night games, the Sunday night games and the Monday night games. So you get the national recognition, this whole drama in itself, Deshaun will probably be able to, um, will probably be able to show up to camp and claim this as a win. And now everybody knows who Deshaun is like this alone boosts his value. And everybody will be watching him all season to see how the drama plays out. Maybe, maybe David um, Mugalata, uh, Deshaun's agent, maybe he really wants it to happen because imagine it for David. If you have the most popular black athlete in the NFL and the biggest market in the NFL, and you are the most powerful black agent in the NFL, like there's a lot of good things he can do with that. There's a lot of things he can do for his own brand for that. And there's a lot that he can do. But for Deshaun himself, it doesn't matter where he's at. He can be anywhere. This is, I really do believe that this is between Deshaun and Cal. And I think there's a reason why Cal and Easterby were nowhere to be seen during the press conference. I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see Easterby or Cal take another press conference or until the next time that they have to hire a head coach. Like I fully expect him to disappear. I wouldn't be surprised if you don't even see him in the owner suite. He's just hiding. Like, I think they want to get out of the way, but that's where the issue is. I I really, really do not think that this is Deshaun trying to force himself into a bigger market. I get the reasoning, and I don't think the reasoning is bad. I just don't, at this point, I just can't believe it. Of course, I could be wrong, and wouldn't be the first time that I'm wrong. I'm wrong all the time, but my personal belief is... Deshaun's going to show up and play. He's going to show up and play to his the best of his ability. I think that this drama is going to continue even into the season. I don't know if it'll get worked out with Deshaun continuing on the Texans, but I do believe him to be a Texan next year. Yep. Yep. Uh, do I feel like Deshaun has some fault in this by maybe being diva-ish? Uh, what do you think, Johnvi? That's a great question because it just goes on to it. Um, there was a part of me that thought Deshaun should just come out and like put out, put some type of statement out. So fans know where his head is at and what he's planning on doing. But I don't really, I'm not going to, I don't put him on fault really. I mean, even if everything there's, there's three sides to the story, your side, the other guy's side and what really happened. And even if we're only hearing Deshaun's side, which we're not because Deshaun is staying quiet. But even if everything in the media, everything that's been leaked out is entirely Deshaun's side. I, I could even see that if this is being churched up, that it's bad enough for him to want out. That he feels like he was told one thing and then treated in another way. I actually said for a fact that when they first brought this up, that Deshaun... When I first came out that Deshaun was upset, I, I even said it, and I hate to say it, but I think Deshaun realized that he was an asset for the NFL team. Where I think before that, and I think Cal especially, that he they built it as he was a part of something. But Deshaun himself can, didn't realize what how he was a part of that. Like it really hit home that he's just an asset for the NFL team. The players are assets. And I think that's part of why he's hurting right now. And he's upset. Because 
the owner can do say and do anything, but he doesn't owe the man. He doesn't owe Deshaun anything more than what he signed on his contract. And I think that, that was kind of an awakening for him. Um. Thank you again, Jerome. I think Deshaun likes Houston so much he's trying to get a change, but realized he couldn't, so he wants to go. So it hurts him. Uh, I think Deshaun loves his cope, the players around him. Like I actually believe that that's the truth of it in the article, and and like I said earlier, I don't want to be an insider, but even from what I've heard, like Deshaun legitimately gets really close with the players around him. Like he gets incredibly loyal to the other players. And he was trying to bring up concerns on behalf of the players. And by the GM hiring in Deshaun's mind, Cal took all those concerns and essentially ignored them because Cal went after the guy that they've been chasing for three years. Deshaun didn't have any influence on the GM hiring at all. And that's what I was kind of talking about where Deshaun realized he's essentially Deshaun doesn't have anything owed to him by Cal, even though Cal led him to believe that he did. Yeah. There's a theory out there that Deshaun doesn't actually want to leave, but he's just pushing for a change to happen. Let's talk who started the fire and Deshaun JJ Watt had something to do with it. Uh, I believe so. Um, I believe the whole situation. I think that, JJ and Deshaun, they absolutely bonded when they were both hurt and they did rehab together. That's not been any sort of secret. I think that JJ being frustrated with not winning at this point in his career, because JJ sees the tunnel. He sees the light at the end of the tunnel. He knows that his career is almost done. And I think that part of it is him passing that along to Deshaun saying, hey, you've only got so many years. Don't waste them. And ultimately, that I do believe that's where Deshaun's anger is coming from. He doesn't want his limited career wasted. And I feel like that's the same reason why he won't sit out. He just doesn't want his career wasted. He knows how short it is. He looks at JJ. He looks at what JJ's been through, and he doesn't want to be in that same situation. And I do agree that Deshaun actually has some blame. Deshaun vouched for Bill O'Brien. There was two times that Bill O'Brien probably would have been fired if Deshaun said that he didn't want that coach. But remember after the Chiefs game, after the playoff game, after losing and that, all that pain we were in, Deshaun sat there and said he loved that man. He wanted him to be his coach. So Bill O'Brien is legitimately the start of all this. We don't have Easterby. We don't have all these things. We don't have Bill O'Brien. I believe that if Rick Smith had picked a, had picked a different coach other than Bill O'Brien, and Rick Smith actually getting Deshaun, I think Rick Smith is our, still our GM and essentially running the franchise. Because that's all for the teams that they put together. They were missing a quarterback. They finally get a quarterback. The Bill O'Brien drama blows up. They decide to move on for from Rick Smith. And, I mean, Rick Smith did a good job assembling a, a team that was just a quarterback away from being good. So that's kind of my opinion. All right. Well, we have actually made it to an hour. I did not think we were going to be able to do that. Again, thank you all all so much for joining us. Um, 220 of y'all, 230 of y'all here on a Tuesday night where we just kind of wanted to talk and suffer about, about the Texans. So thank you all so much for being out here in chat. Again, if you are interested in possibly guest hosting, I'm going to kind of, kind of try and do a thing over the off season where we let other people try. Um, I'm going to post something on my Twitter, so make sure you follow me, JohnnyWade3, on Twitter. Um, if I can figure it out, I'll try and put it on the website as well, where you sign up and sign up for a week that you're interested in doing it. Make sure that you send me your email, um, kind of talk it out, and I'll talk to you a little bit. Usually, Monday nights, me and John V get together and we actually write the show, believe it or not. We actually do write the show. Um, so I'd probably have you come in on Monday night and kind of talk to both of us. We'll try and figure out how, how, how things would work. That would kind of be the plan. I do want to open it up to who's out there. Everybody that's already messaged me, I've got y'all all saved. Thank you so much for doing it. It The fact that before I even asked people, I had 14 people just as soon as those um, Pat and uh, James put their, their messages out there, I had 14 messages in my inbox. Not even, I mean, it was so quick and I was so blown away. 
and the fact that people want to do this and they want to keep talking Texans for as much as this franchise kind of rips us a new one. I, it, it means a lot. So y'all, thank you so much for being here. Um, keep a lookout on my Twitter. I'll get more information out there. Thank you, John V. Thank you for spending Tuesdays with me and we will see y'all next week.